Hi guys, this is your girl Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore. <laughs> Thank you so much guys for tuning in and for following this story. Today we are going to be reading from Exodus chapter 18 to just hear how far these Israelites have gone and how what is happening in their lives right now. So anyway, let's just get into it. Jethro, Jethro was uh, Moses's mother, sorry, Moses's father-in-law, the father to Zipporah. He says Moses's uh, Jethro Moses's father-in-law was a priest in Midian. He heard about the many ways that God helped Moses and the Israelites. He heard about the Lord leading the Israelites out of Egypt. So Jethro went to Moses while Moses was camped near, near the mountain of God. Jethro brought Moses's wife Zipporah with him. Zipporah was not with Moses because Moses had sent her home. Jethro also brought Moses's two sons with two sons with him. The first son was named Gershom because when he was born Moses said I am a stranger in a foreign land. The other son was named Eliezer, Eli Eliza. <laughs> because when he was born Moses said the God of my father helped me and saved me from the king of Egypt. So Jethro went to Moses while Moses was camped in the desert near the mountain of God. Moses's wife and his two sons were with Jethro. I like how the Bible repeats stuff. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um Jethro sent a message to Moses that said, "This is your father-in-law Jethro, and I am bringing your wife and your two sons to you." So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. Moses bowed down before him and kissed him. The two men asked each other about asked about each other's health. Then they went into Moses's tent to talk more. Moses told Jethro about everything the lord had done for the israelites he told what the lord did to pharaoh and the people of egypt he told about all the problems they had along the way and the, he told his father in law how the lord saved the israelites every time there was trouble jethro was happy when he had all the good things that the lord had done for israel he was glad that the lord had freed the israelites from the egypt from from egypt he said praise the lord He freed you from the power of Egypt. He saved you from Pharaoh. Now I know the Lord is greater than all the gods. They thought they were in control, but look what God did. Jethro got some sacrifices and offerings to honor God. Then Aaron, then Aaron and all the elders of Israel came to eat with Moses's father-in-law Jethro. They all ate together there with God. The next day, Moses had a special job of judging the people. There were so many people that they had to stand before that had to stand him before him all day. Jethro saw Moses judging the people. He asked, "Why are you doing this? Why are you the only judge? And why do people come to you all day?" Then Moses said to his father-in-law, "The people come to me to ask me to ask for God's decision for their problems. If people have an argument, they come to me and I decide which person is right. In this way, I teach people God's law and teachings." But Moses's father-in-law said to him, "This isn't the right way to do this. Is it it is too much for it is too much work for you to do alone. You cannot do this job by yourself. It wears you out and it makes people tired too. Now, listen to me. Let me give you some advice, and I will pray God will be with you. You should continue listening to the problems of the people, and you should continue to speak to God about these things. You should explain God's law and teachings to the people. Warn them 
not to break the, the laws. Tell them the right way to live and what they should do. But you should also choose some people to be judges and leaders. Choose good men that you can trust. Men who respect God. Choose men who will not change their decisions for money. People will not be bribed. That's what he's saying. Make these men rulers over the people. There should be rulers over a thousand people, over a hundred people, over fifty people, and even over ten people. Let these rulers judge the people. If there is a very important case, then that can come to you and let you decide what to do. But they can decide the other cases themselves. In this way, these men will share your work with you and it will be easier for you to lead the people. If you do this as God directs you, they will be able to do your job. Then you will be able to do your job without tiring yourself out. And the people can still have all their problems solved before they return home. So Moses did what Jethro told him. And Moses chose good men from among the Israelites and he had them leaders over the people. There were rulers of a thousand people, rulers of a hundred people, rulers of a fifty people and even ten people. Then these rulers were judges for the people. These people could always could always bring the people could always bring their judgments to these rulers and Moses had to decide only the most important cases. After a short time, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law Jethro and Jethro went back to his own home. And that's the end of the chapter. If there's anything this chapter teaches us is about delegation. You see, Moses had made himself the only judge for the Israelites. And according to the Bible, there were 600,000 men, not counting the young boys and not counting the women. So you can imagine more than a million people with only one judge. Of course, Moses was overworked and overwhelmed. And so after his father-in-law observed him at work for one day, he advised him to raise people, to raise leaders and judges for over a thousand people to have, you know, to have like 10 people to have a leader, 50 people to have a leader like that, so that then the work would reduce. You know, the thing is, I once had someone say <laughs> that some lady, a friend of mine, she said that she doesn't want to be a superwoman. And that really intrigued me. But she went on to explain and she said that a sperm woman is always tired. She always had sweat, has sweat patches on her. She's most likely, you know, never, mindful, never mindfully present because she's always thinking about what she needs to get done next. She's angry at, angry at people who seem to be having fun because she feels like they have left all the work for her. And instead, she wants to be, instead of being a superwoman, she wants to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Because the woman in Proverbs 31 has servants. <laughs> and she wakes up early in the morning to give and delegate her chores and then goes out to sightsee and buy land. The Proverbs 31 woman delegates and does that which only her can do. I've had many people ask me, why do you have a living housekeeper? I mean, you're single and you're without children. So why do you need to have a live-in housekeeper? And the answer is because I am a Proverbs 31 woman. I am not a super woman. I delegate and do that which only I can do. You see, the world we live in heaps so much praise on being busy. The busier you are and the harder you are to find, the more successful people think that you are. That is nothing but a modern, but a modern lie. The Bible advocates for working smart, raising and training people who can work alongside you 
and delegating so as to not overwork yourself and so that you can be fully present in the things that only you can do. For example, taking your wife out on a date. You're the only one who can do that. <laughs> you know, parenting and growing a relationship with your children. You're the only one who can do that. Visiting your parent, a parent's country, you're the only one who can do that. Going back to school to do your master's or your PhD, you're the only one who can do that. Surely, you'll be fighting with sufurias and still find time to study. Ah, come on. Pick your big rocks and do those. Then delegate the small rocks and the sand to other people. My challenge for you and even for myself is sit down and ask yourself, what are the things that only I can do? Like Moses, what are the most important cases that I'm the only one who can deal with these ones? Ask yourself, what are the things that only I can do? Find those, do those. Then everything else, train people, raise people, and delegate. This is your girl, Wakeji Kamore, and this has been Reflections by Wakeji Kamore.